Uh, I can smell it from here. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy folks, welcome to episode 161 of the RC Roundtable. And joining me, Fitzwalker, is Terry Dunn. Hey, who are you? Because you're not Fitz. What? Fitz always has some witty unrelated opening yeah i was so waiting to see language. what your brain looks like when you're coming up with those things there's <laughs> a, a theme to our intros yeah they're totally uh, nonsense i'm throwing you for a loop throwing you off this time see i'm unpredictable it's stealth that's the yes. thing <laughs> he's a spy uh, 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 see you're all discombobulated now my plan worked yeah i don't like this feeling but carry on all right and this other gentleman mr Harry is goes by Lee Ray. That's me. Uh, I should mention that we are going. We are trying a little bit of an experiment this time. We are. If you're listening to this podcast, please note that we also have this podcast on our YouTube channel, the RC Roundtable YouTube. We are trying to experiment where we have both the podcast and visuals. We're live or Memorex on YouTube, the same show, and we'll see how that how the crowd. Adores us, likes that. If, if not, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same three guys. It's the same audio. We're just showing our pretty faces. So if you're driving right now, you you could pull over, pull up your YouTube app, <laughs> and watch us. <laughs> so, but it will be interesting because it's different for us. We're not usually seeing each other when we talk, so we tend to trample on each other and. I wonder if this, not that it's a big deal, but it's I not a big deal because our last episode was a live two hour show on. Yeah. And so we got to see each other's pretty faces and make fun of each other. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't made fun of my Houston Astro shirt that I'm wearing right now. Terry. I want to make fun of that. <laughs> Cause everybody else has <laughs> in Houston people at my, no people in my office. <laughs> so. I guess I'm not appreciated as much, but anyway. Really? Well, so, so there, people are still a little sore about that whole cheating. Trash can banging, yeah. Just like Bob Acosta. Bob Costa, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and, and today's our first game of the World Series, so. Yeah. I'm sure would like us to sweep and be like, I, I don't know if it's the first team ever. I think there's one other team maybe that has swept the entire series postseason. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I got the answer I needed. <laughs> yeah. oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge sports fan. I'm casual at best. But yeah, there, there's something it's, a little fit. It, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. This yeah. is hockey, there's an right? asterisk next to that. <laughs> we shall find out. This yeah. this episode may not age well. <laughs> <laughs> we shall find out. <laughs> so, well. But we, we are talking over each other already. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. When Go does the game start, Lee? Tonight. Right. What time? Seven. Okay. Is that in any way related to you having to make an early exit? Not at all. Recording? Okay. I won't even be watching the game, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'll be okay. crossing my fingers. I have to go to another event, another family event, you know, because I'm a good parent. <laughs> How rude of them to plan that. <laughs> oh, well. We, you do what you have to do for your kiddos, right? Yep. 
Well, anyways, before we went off into <laughs> left field, quite literally. Yuck, yuck, yuck. See, I made it funny. Yeah. Uh, one reminder, if you're listening to this, please uh, like and subscribe our YouTube channel, RC Roundtable on YouTube. And we will and... also share this on our Facebook page, too. So you can watch uh, it yes. on either social media. So, yeah, now you have different options. I know some people like YouTube because it gives them alerts and they can and listen and watch. Not that you want to see our ugly mugs, but, hey, sometimes we may show you something special. But anyways, and, uh, go ahead. And, oh, and hopefully, depending on which audio podcast platform you use, I'm pleasantly happy that it's on Spotify because I have subscribed to a family package for Spotify. It's working out real well for the family. So we're and on Spotify? We are on Spotify. Oh, we're a somebody huh. now. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know that. We're everywhere. So. so you you have no excuse not to listen to us because we are everywhere. <laughs> I can think of a few excuses. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Yes. Anyway, let's get on with the show. I guess we should mention the first thing is we've got a new transmitter just dropped yesterday. No, don't say drop transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't dropped your transmitter? You do not work in the marketing department, do you? <laughs> uh materialized became available announced released released so i had to say that this was kind of a non-secret secret transmitter uh, i think people had pretty accurately speculated for a while that it's going to be um uh, a new spectrum ix14 would be dropping due to some i think it got spilled in fcc um regulation or uh what do you call it they had filed in a patent applicant or something and some some very uh, uh, sharp uh, sleuth figured it out. And so when I dropped it, it wasn't really a surprise that what is, that is what it was. The only question is what it really was going to look like and cost and that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyways, they made a final, the formal announcement on yesterday that the new IX-14 from Spectrum uh, has been announced and is open for pre-order. Uh, I only looked at it kind of quickly. I don't know if you guys really looked into anything. One thing that kind of jumped out at me was it has speech-to-text functionality. Did the IX, other IX have this feature? I don't remember seeing that before. Ooh, okay. I don't think yeah. so. I just thought that was interesting. Um, it's 12. It. If it has it, I've never used it. Yeah, you have the 12, don't you, Terry? That's what it, yeah, the 12. And it's nothing you've never This seen. many. <laughs> get your picky picky toes so uh well i mean it's it's it looks like i wonder if this will replace the 12 because the 12 had was a little bit controversial and some of its uh uh functionality so i wonder it looks like they took what they learned from the 12 and the 20 and applied it to the 14 Ooh. i don't it's know. a different price point yeah it's it's not for the faint of heart um, uh, I guess it's between the 12 and the 20, right? For pricing. So what I'm seeing here says $900. Yeah. 899, yeah. 99, something like that. So yeah, I, I guess if you, I don't know if it has any new features compared to the 12 other than two other channels, uh, I guess it's going to be the faster boot times and a little better, uh, battery life. I think that's a bigger battery. I understand like the 20 has, Probably they they say something about all the updates and the super fast Android uh, changes and stuff kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I didn't see. Yeah, there are some things with the twelve that take a long time. The boot takes at least a minute, sometimes two minutes, and then just changing models from one to another can sometimes take 
oh, wow. 30 seconds or more. <laughs> Sorry. If, it, if you can talk to it, I'd probably scream at it. I said, <laughs> I want to fly my turbo timber. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fly your turbo member? Please wait as we switch to your CZ Cub. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I had actually had a chance, somebody, uh, let me use their IX 20 to set up some stuff and man, that is a whole different ball game compared to the NX and the DX series. The, the, the touchscreen is nice, but the whole menu and programming is a bit different. Uh, and it's, and of course it's running on an Android system. So there was a little, there's a few times I'm like, uh, <laughs> what do I do I now? Right I think the gimbals are different too. I wonder if they're Hall Effect metal gimbals. I didn't look closely for the 20 for the 12 for the 14 oh i don't think they are on the 12 oh it says hall effect okay so is this hall effect uh let's just say what they're made of uh weight difference balance comfort uh, adjustable stick length the usual stuff modes one two three four adjustable switch assignments push button power on off uh stated art uh so it looks pretty much like if you're familiar with the IX series, it's uh, not anything different other than, I wonder if there's more programming options. Usually the software is the big deal. You get two more channels, but I wonder if there's more mixing ability and that kind of stuff. All right. You said I wonder about six times. So we I don't wonder. actually know anything yet. So yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know nothing. nothing. Okay. Yeah. And I have to do my homework. Unfortunately, uh, my, I say experience, but just, uh, references from friends who have had either the ix12 or 20 has not been positive and so you didn't hear that from me i like my ix12 all right and maybe you're not my friend don't put words <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> i will just say that uh fitz was there at bomber when we had a friend with a problem with his radio and and i think that was the third time he had an issue with his radio and so he'd been sent back and forth so i i will just say it i don't I don't have experience using the iX series, but I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And so when I heard, and I posted this on our Facebook page, when I heard that it was dropped as the iX14, I actually made a comment in there immediately going, but I asked for an NX14. They didn't listen to me. They were they're like, they're like, hey, how about the iX14? I was like, eh. You know, I I need the little simpler system with just more channels. So I I I will just say I'm not a fan. I I really would hope that the NX comes out. But that's just because I've been very happy with my DX9. I I just don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't need an operating system to take its time to boot up and require a refreshing firmware update. You know, every what two weeks or something like that. I'm making that up. I don't know. Well, that's the baseline difference, right? The iX series has an Android operating system and whatever processor inside it's like a tablet with a radio attached to it so all the programming goes through that interface and you can load apps and i guess connect to wi-fi go to your favorite websites but the nx we, we we teasingly talked about this or at least i did when several years ago when the first ix came out you know, one of the things was you can text your friends that you're going to the field and i was just you know my eyes were rolling hard and you know, I don't want someone to say, well, you know, the IX, you don't need the IX because you're not a professional pilot. Only the professionals need the IX series. And I just disagree with that. And I'm concerned about the price point because, you know, the IX 20 is what? what was it $1,600 fits? 
Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, something like that. I mean, holy smokes. And and yes, maybe I'm not a professional. I'm not going to buy the iX20 mainly because of the price. But even this $900, I, I wouldn't professional. want to Professional. What is this word you use? Well, I mean. How many it, professional RC pilots are it there? It says right there, for mid to advanced level pilots. Well, advanced, that's professional. Different. Yeah, well, it's different than professional. Okay, well, it just, all right, it just screams to me, very cost, very expensive. And I question the software. And, and again, since I've had such a rock solid DX9, I want something to just be that and with more channels. Now, that being said, some people might be screaming at the radio or the screen right now. Then then why don't you get a DX20? Well, first off, they're discontinued. Second, if you try to find one, because <laughs> I actually looked on RC groups before we started this show and someone was asking 750 bucks for DX20. Now, maybe that's a good price, you know, but I'm like, I'm not ready to hand out that cash for a used DX20. And I wasn't even sure if that was a Gen 2 because you really want a Gen 2 DX20. But Can I you just buy a transmitter? No. Oh, What's that? I thought you bought something within the last year. Mm -mm, no. Just... Uh, I thought you did too. No. 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 Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> I, about it. I was trying to think. I think I bought like a little, uh, you know, three channel from the, the tugboat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you buy a DX8? But I got that used. Maybe a DX8 for one of the boys? Um, oh, well, I bought a used DX8 for... No, I used, bought a used DX9 okay. for Austin. It was the So black. you did? Okay, that's what we're not thinking. For, not for me, and it wasn't brand okay. new. Okay, so. yeah. Wow. Sounds like you would like a like an NX12. I would like an NX14. Uh, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. They go to IX14. It's going to compete with each other. Just saying. No, maybe it'll be an NX18. Uh -huh. Because right now it's 10. So I think a 12 is not going to happen. So you have the NX10. Yeah. You need to move it to at least yeah. 14 or 16, right? Yeah. Why? Because two-channel difference? Of course, right. right now they have a DX8, DX9, <laughs> DX10, or NX10. So. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, I wonder what? if they're going to... 50. DX50. Give me all the channels. Well... It'd be interesting if they'll keep the IX12 around, or is that going to get discontinued in favor of the 14? Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't know. That's that. Well, okay. so many years ago. I, I, you know, because we don't have our hands on them, we're not demoing them, I don't have the experience. I think, Terry, you'd be the one to give us more IX stuff. But as you said, we're not sure if the IX14 has anything different or more technology than the IX20. So that's really where we need to do our research. Well, and here's a good point where we can ask a question of the audience. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, when we talked about the iX12 when it first came out, what was it, five years ago, um, we were unsure if the Android stuff was useful or just a gimmick. So now that we've got five years of use, what do people think? Is it actually something useful that they take advantage of or is it just fluff? How many people are texting their friends are going to the field? That's what I want to know. Well, <laughs> certain things. But I know some people like the they can update the firmware and they can put the pictures next to the model memory. And that's easy to do with the IX12 stuff. But I don't know how how much of a big deal that is for most people. So that's our question. Do you use the Android aspect of it or not? For me, not so much. Okay. All, All right. right. So you guys are giving me messages. We can just talk about it. So you hear noise from me. I'm going to say it. 
This is the first time I've recorded in my workshop in this house. Did I think that it's right? So I've got pipes next to me and somebody just turned on the kitchen sink and I heard every drop of it. And then there's a water softener over here and then the furnace is over there. And the basement's surrounded by lead because your video signal comes in and out. No, it's a copper cage. <laughs> but no, I am close to a Wi-Fi repeater. So I don't know. And I'm sorry. <laughs> well, not too uh, bad. You just pause slightly every once in a while. terrible. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'll see if I can hardwire something down here. That's what I had at the previous house. I had a hardwired connection to the modem. So that would be a lot of wire, but I'll figure something out. We'll muddle through for today. All right. If you hear All strange right. sounds, that's just me. Well, speaking of muddling through, what's up next? What do we have to talk about? Let's talk about the FAA. That's always fun. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's something oh. popped on the FAA. Lee, that's your oh. ball. Fritos. Okay, no. children, gather around. Fritos. Free, uh, free LAs. Crisscross applesauce. Let's all sit and listen to Uncle Lee tell us a story of two advisory circulars that just popped up. It's a Halloween horror story. <laughs> oh, so I have to my deep voice. Oh, the FAA. Hands down notes. Mm -hmm. uh, these were expected. This is nothing new. These are not, this doesn't change any rules. It kind of codifies some of the regulations. And this is stuff that we were waiting for as far as the AMA to be a CBO, community-based organization. And so it's good. It's good for us because we already submitted our request to become a CBO and we're already submitting all our safety information that they're requiring. Uh, but we have notes here. I'm going to read some straight from the press from AMA. This is these are the this is an internal memo. So just not something you'll find online. But it says, what is advisory circular 9157C? And it says the AC provides guidance to recreational and educational UAS model aircraft operations under USC 44809, which are the regulations we fly under now as far as UAVs, drones, model airplanes, yada, yada. Yeah, I'm trying to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> um, Whiskey, I'll wash that right out. Trying to see where the line was here. Um, boop, boop, boop. It clarifies uh, that educational flights are permitted under recreational rules and addresses operations over 400 feet in Class G airspace and CBO-sanctioned oh, really? events. Oh. So that's just some other good stuff. There's a, it's, a, it's a huge article. So in a nutshell, it, it basically opens up the registration for community-based organizations. So as I said, we've already submitted ours. We just got to do our paperwork. And as you know, the FAA works the speed of... Uh, what mud <laughs> um so we're it'll take a while advantage, um we we'd love an answer quicker uh, sooner than later but of course this ought to talk all four years to come around so that'll be good because then we'll be recognized number two the other uh, advisory circular 89-3 provides guidance Wait, on applying uh, oh, i'm sorry before go we go on to the next one remind me with the significance of being a cbo to fly recreationally in the national airspace, whether you fly in a FRIA, a federally recognized identification area, or in uncontrolled airspace or in controlled airspace, you must follow regulations or safety guidelines by a community-based organization. That okay. is that is set by federal law. You must fly by... So I'm going to open my mouth here and say any CBO. 
because obviously at this point there will probably be multiple entities that try to get a CBO status. So as long as you fly by their guidelines, that qualifies one of the the rules. Uh, secondly, there currently there are none. The second thing it does by being a CBO is that it allows you to identify your flying sites, or I also call them airports, uh, as free locations. So, um, and we'll get to what a free is in a second. So that means what we will do for our clubs and our members is register our sites, our sanctioned clubs, as possible locations for FRIAs. Okay. Continue. Now carry on. I'm sorry to okay. interrupt. No, that's okay. So what is uh, AC 89-3 provides guidance for applying for a an FAA recognized identification area. It is a fixed flying site that satisfies the FAA's remote ID rule without the need for standard remote ID or the use of a broadcast module. Module, excuse me. And right now you have three options as far as flying, not safely, but legally. Um, so you have uh, a remote ID. A remote ID is having some type of module that identifies your aircraft, where you are, all that jazz. And a FRIA allows you to fly without one. So that's, what's, that's what our government regulation department did, is that we allowed our clubs to fly as they have been because they've been flying safely. So Afria basically says, well, people are flying here. They've already always been flying here. Now it's identified. They can continue to fly there. But the moment you leave your Fria, the moment you want to go fly at a park, the, mo the moment you want to go fly on your own land, which may be 50, 500 miles in the middle of nowhere, you would have to have some type of remote ID on your aircraft. I don't want to get into remote ID. That'll That's a huge can of worms. We can always save that for another show because we st it's still vaporware. I mean, although I've heard there are organizations working on it, there really haven't been any official releases, to my knowledge, unless Fitz, you have anything, any knowledge. But, you know, we've heard from $30 to $100 on these devices. So have they even solidified the requirements yet? They have. They okay. have solidified those. But of course, it, the question becomes, is that feasible? You know, they, they could still change that dependent on what we're able to, well, what the corporations are able to produce to, uh, what do you call it, to achieve that goal. Uh, but again, remote ID is a whole different subject. So right now, the good news is we, CBOs can be recognized, FRIAs can be recognized. Now, going back to FRIA, um, I had a nice conversation today with some of my staff, and it just dawned on me that some people don't understand the true definition of what a FRIA is. Hopefully... Everybody understands NAS, the national airspace. And the FAA's job is to make sure everybody's flying safely in that airspace so they're not hitting each other and commercial flights can get to their destination because the public probably doesn't care about our little measly model aircraft. But we also know that upcoming are drone delivery flights. You know, what, how are we all going to fly together? <clears throat> so the FRIA is like a geofence. It's a dome. And of course, it could be funny shaping, but it's basically a dome over a club for protected airspace. And I want to remind everybody, the FRIA is just the dome. It's not the facility. It's not the landowner's property. It's not the runway. That still is part of that, uh, it's like a separate entity. You know, we still have clubs. Clubs have to get insurance. Clubs have to get permission from the landowner. They may have to pay the landowner for that. You know, you also have parks that the city's paying for, and there's a runway there. So those entities are governed by different laws. The FRIA that sits on top of it is a separate thing. It's just to say you can fly in all that airspace 
without a remote ID. It doesn't say anything about how you work with the landowner. It doesn't necessarily give anybody permission to just go to where a freedom is and just fly. I hope you all understand that. That key there is that you still, you know, just like any private airport today, any executive airport, you can't just drive on in without, you know, going through security and then using their runway. Um, you know, it's, it's not like that. So you still have to get permission to be on that land. You still would have to become a club member if that's what they require. If you'd also have to be a member of a CBO as well. So just a reminder, the FRIA is helping the club and its members fly in that airspace with a remote, without a remote ID. It is not giving freedom to anybody, any, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry who can go to a store, pick up a drone or a model aircraft and just go fly in any of those designated spots. So it's an additional level of scrutiny. Yay. <laughs> but it's, but on the, in, in that case, I, I want to make sure we share that with people because the good news is, you know, they're not dictating what's happening on the ground, <laughs> thankfully, you know, because right. that's the last thing we want. Because I'm just, you know, I want to, I, I will be able to see your guys, your eyes roll. I won't be able to <laughs> see the people who are listening, but can you imagine if the FAA suddenly decided how to, you know, charge landowners or require landowners to put in nav lights or beacons? Or, I mean, I'm just saying like a traditional airport, talk about government overreach and heavy handed, you know, that's just, I, I see that potential just because we're here where we are today. <laughs> we no longer have 336. We're now dealing with what we have today. And all what we don't need is any more, you know, overreach. So uh, I'm hoping that once the free is or just, you know, the spots over the clubs, our clubs continue as they have always. Okay. I'm happy to answer other questions. You guys, just FYI, we always, we leave our mailbox open for you. Contact at <laughs> rcroundtable.com. Mm -hmm. So feel free to send your emails and also, you know, join a first subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that like button. But also if you're on Facebook, uh, join our RC Roundtable page and feel free to communicate, share your messages, respond to our crazy humor. <laughs> you had a good one there. I don't, what made you post that crazy one about the, <laughs> the gases, Terry? What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What was that? About methane super emitters. I'm like, man, NASA is just lobbing this giant softball right now. How can I not take advantage of that? All right. Well, again, it's it's for the visual people. Those on Facebook, there this is great. Quite a crazy uh, post you made. Training well, the original one was. I just added our names to it. <laughs> All right. You'll notice that I tagged me with the largest methane cloud. <laughs> Trying to be magnanimous here. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Oh, so I kind of like talked all over uh, uh, my buddy Fitz there. So Fitz, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, regarding the, the FAA thing? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, I guess. Where do we go from here? Is there is there a plan forward at this point? At this point, no. We've done everything we can do. We're just waiting. The AMA is waiting for a response from the FAA. And the moment we are, you know, told, yes, you guys are in like Flynn, we'll share it with you. And, and to be clear, you, <clears throat> none of this is actually in effect yet. Frias aren't a thing yet. Right. Remote ID is not a thing yet. See, not a thing yet. Yeah. All correct? Okay. That is correct. So, but it... 
it is something that has changed for us. So for, cause we're finally able to submit stuff. So we have been in, you know, holding pattern all this time. And it's been unfortunate because we've had members asking us, Hey, what's this whole thing? What's going on? What's we're supposed to have a remote ID next year. What are we going to have these safe zones? And that's exactly what we're like. We don't know. <laughs> Here's FAA's phone number. Why don't you give them a call? <laughs> don't. Maybe they'll forget. Um, for those of you not looking or listening only, the, I'm sharing the post that Fitz provides. Uh, Terry provided. So <laughs> that's, that's funny. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So what I had next on my list is uh, Fitz. You've got something planned this weekend. Air show. I will be a small part of it, but you start. Yes. Oh, right. so you guys were like demonstrators last year. Huh? No, no, he, he, he was the MC. Yeah, I was yeah, the photographer. But no, All right. it's I'll just shut up and let day. you guys tell me. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, the annual Wings Over Houston Air Show is this weekend. Technically, it starts today. Although the weather is bleh. so, uh, but it looks like it'll be nice uh, after this evening. Well, today and, is usually for special guests, VIP kids, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They had actually a kid event planned for today, but they had to cancel it due to the bad weather. Right. Uh, and uh, yesterday I was out at the flying field, and since we're, you know, five miles away, saw the Blue Angels doing a practice run. Oh, and the new and the new yeah. birds. Uh, oh, that's right. They got the new they, F-18 models, the Super Hornets. Are they in Super Hornets now? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I remember reading about oh. that. So they are, this will be the first time I'll actually see them in Super Hornets. So I saw them kind of a little bit off in the distance. It snapped off a few shots because I was out there trying to fly something that didn't fly. And uh, so we, they were, they're going to be here in force. Uh, there are, I think F-16 is giving a demo. I saw a C-17 fly around a little bit as well. So it's supposed to give a demo. Of course, the Tora, Tora, Tora guys will be there. <laughs> or what we call burning the grass. <laughs> yes, they will be <laughs> deforesting the uh, airport. That fired the field. <laughs> and many eyebrows were singed that day. Oh, gosh. I know uh, it was probably on air, but I think one year I went and we had a podcast. I mentioned how frustrating it was that I paid so much for the VIP photo pit pass. And the air just, it was so dry that year and the air was coming right into our faces and the field was just completely blanketing everybody. And we were all just joking and you yeah. couldn't see a plane flying. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like, turn it off, turn it off. Anyway, that's neat. I see, um, we were scrolling through, I see that the C-130 um, gunship is here. I don't think I've ever seen the gunship in person. Let's hope they set off a couple of rounds. Yeah, man. <laughs> Light them off. Uh, so this is a nice air show. The things over Houston is, is pretty big and they usually have a good selection of aircraft for both, uh, static display and flying. And, uh, yeah, the B-29 doc will be here. Yeah. I think uh, he's given rides too. Oh, really? Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Uh, somebody uh, in our group snapped a picture of it flying in over his house. So he said, Hey, why is there a B-29 flying around? <laughs> you know, because there's an air show, you <laughs> nit. <laughs> Uh, so you know, there's only what two B-29s flying in the world. Yeah, so it's Keep pretty weird to see one. And uh, oh my god, there are going to be three B-25s. Oh man, better hold your year. son back. He will be there Sunday. So he's going to be beside himself. <laughs> which which one can I get in, Dad? <laughs> yeah. So there's usually a big uh, contingent of World War Two. Oh, the two six two. Uh, the uh, wow, neat. I hope that's there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, do there's you, usually a big. Do you not see what I'm looking for? I'll just. I know what you're looking for. No P38s. 
But it was P39, which is nice. Yeah, uh, it's not the same thing. <laughs> and the Dauntless. And the I know, I know. It's one off. But you know uh, what you haven't touched on yet is what? why are you going, my friend? Okay, so I'm going because I'm going to be giving a little... Oh, Mix 17. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Uh, so last year... Uh, well, let me, let me go back. <laughs> so every year they have a model airplane demonstration at the air show. They Usually in the morning, they'll block out i think about an hour and fly model airplanes for the crowd just before sort of a little warm-up before the show starts and uh it's a group of uh, people from around houston and they usually have an announcer and so something happened last year and they didn't they rent the, their announcer had to cancel or wasn't available or something and i think lee right when you were part of this somehow my name got thrown into the pot and they asked me if I would, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> he raised his hand and saying, and they said, hey, would you want to, would you like to be the announcer for the model airplanes? And I think, uh, okay. Um, you know, I thought about it. I said, hey, also you get it to the air show for free. He's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so apparently I did enough, good enough job last year that they asked me to come back and do it again. You did so, do a good job. You kept uh, everybody entertained. <laughs> that was pretty good for my first time and no script i just kind of made it up as i went along uh so <laughs> it was, hey look there's another model airplane everybody, everybody looking look there's a model airplane <laughs> I'm kidding, you're, there, you're, not, were... you're not looking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so uh so i will be there both days saturday and sunday to announce the model airplane stuff and it was really neat experience i'll just gotta give you a rundown real quick uh because in the morning we have to go to the uh pre-flight um, meeting and, and you go into this hangar and there's this sort of uh salt of the earth the showrunner i don't know if he's i don't think he's mc he's like basically the showrunner and so he's got to brief all the pilots and crew and that kind of stuff on uh anything that of note about the airspace emergency areas where you could, should go where you should not go places you should form up that kind of stuff and it boss? was just the air boss yeah i guess he's the air boss yeah okay and it was pretty cool because you're walking this hangar and you're you're sitting there or standing there and to your left of you is all the you know the 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 blue angels or or the uh thunderbird pilots and you got the world war ii pilots and you got air show airbag pilots so you're just surrounded by all these uh super pilots there just sitting around listening to this guy and asking any questions and uh if yeah if you look on youtube you can see if there's a picture of me standing in the on a stand and this is neat because this is the actual stand that the normal air show announcer stands and it's a guy by the name Thank of you. rob Lowe, and uh, he's actually quite familiar with the model airplane scene i believe he's a model flyer and really really neat guy and so i was able to talk to him a little bit and get some ideas and he and, uh, he, he he gave me a, a thumbs up for my performance and it's a great spot your show center you're up a story and so you can see everything and it was just cool to hang out there and listen to the guys. They have radio so they can talk to the pilots and talk to the tower and that kind of stuff and to coordinate things. Because we got to tell the tower, too. Say, hey, we're flying the models. Don't fly anything else. Or, or let us know if you need to fly something else. And so Lee took, Lee's showing some really good pictures he took of the model airplanes and with the neat backgrounds. And they, they'll fly a bunch of different models. They'll fly helicopters, jets, uh, World War II stuff, just to... Uh, just a random selection. There's a guy, if it's not too windy, he has a witch. There, there it is. Yeah, he's a witch. He'll fly around uh, since it's the Halloween era um, time. 
and uh, and uh, the crowd seems to like it pretty much. It was funny because I'm talking. It's like, is anybody listening to me? Is anybody hearing anything? And I actually had a couple people come up because I had mentioned a couple things, and they said, yeah, we hear you just fine. We heard this, and how do I get into model airplanes? Where do I go? And that kind of stuff. So I, people were listening to me. I was surprised, and uh, and they were paying attention. And I'm what? sorry, I don't remember the name of the group. I feel awful, but the I they have a great too. setup uh, down on the that's the north end, is that uh, south end, I believe. That's the south end. South so end, yeah. yeah, so look for the big balloons. Like the what is there's a company that always brings out their big uh, hot air balloon. Oh yeah, yes, yes. But we're down on that on the south end, and it's a great little demo setup. And I don't have the photo here. I took lots of pictures, so this was just a small post. Um, but they have a little like a manual demonstration on the flight. You know characteristics you know the, the flight controls so oh yeah yeah they had some some they had, they had a couple of booths set up and they had hands-on demonstrations and stuff for kids and people to come up and ask questions about model airplanes and like lee said there was sort of a dummy airplane with working servos on it you can see how the ailerons work and how the elevator and a little transmitter so it didn't it wasn't a real flying airplane it was just basically no no but it was, it was just model a, you know if you're you know, obviously this is late. We'll be, or it'll be over by the time people will respond to this, but you know, it, it's, it was very good for the training, you know, to, with kids and stuff. They were very, and then, by the way, there are a ton of planes there that are static display that aren't flying. So, you know, that's so neat to, to have so RC many planes. There. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a lot yeah. of jet turbines. The one thing I, and I've mentioned this to Fitz before, and it just kind of frustrates me. It's just, we don't have enough warbirds in that demo. We don't have enough, replicas of the aircraft that are there and i think that would be entertaining to have like a dc3 flying with a mm. dc3 static or have a p38 flying and encourage them to bring a p38 static <laughs> you want a p38 uh, yeah you have a few of those but but I, I do i would be happy to fly that sucker uh but it also uh, mike liable's b24 i think it would really impress folks to see something like that and not to mention any of the b-17s that were at the b-17 gathering oh yeah yeah you know so i understand they have concerns don't get me wrong i respect that but boy um <laughs> there's only so much 3d helicopter and flying especially because they seem to give them a a 20 minute slot because they have a full tank of gas <laughs> so, <laughs> so look i'm not saying no i'm just saying boy i sure would have liked to have seen a variety all right well, good luck. I think you guys will have fun. You said you're both going. Yeah, uh, I'm. I've got something I'll share in a second, but I will be going Sunday with both of my boys. All right. I haven't did been to that air show in a long that? time. Fitz, did, did you, you know that your Val last year? Yes, I did. I brought my Val for display. Well, there you go. Yeah. So on our video, I'm showing uh, Fitz's Val that we had there. So I think I also have. There we go. There's uh, the Starfighter. Yeah, F-104. I think it's Barry Rayburn's. Oh, the wings are really small on that one. Yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, well, they clipped it. I think Starfighter is a rocket. <laughs> uh, but there's a little demo that was uh, fun for the kids. There's Barry's Hawk. Yeah, he did fly that. Yeah. And, but uh, it is a neat little setup. There we go. There's everybody. Yeah. Here's all the cool kids. And Fitz. <laughs> Am I in there? Oh yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like a loose. Uh, they they have a few selected pilots from different clubs, but they have a name. I forgot what it's called. Houston RC Flyer Pilots or something like that. Uh, hmm. And uh, so they've been doing this for years, and it's really nice that the air show people let them do that, and it's it's great to get yeah. people interested in the hobby. Yeah, Houston so, area I, RC team. 
Yeah, you know, when I do the announcing, I make a point to point out to go to the AMA website for more information. And I, I may have given the RC Roundtable a shout out once or twice. Or twice. Hark. My, my great <laughs> friend Lee Ray down there. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> Say hi to Lee down there. <laughs> All right, I have an unrelated question for you, Fitz, or quasi related. The last time you talked about the Val, maybe it was Bomber Field, you couldn't get it running. Did you get all that sorted out? Yeah, I did. I took it home, took it apart, and um, got it running again. I had some issues. I don't know what was up with it. I thought it was a bad module, uh, but it looks like ignition it was just module? A, yeah, ignition module. And I actually was able to get a spare one, but it turns out it looks like it was just the, the spark plug cap was loose, and so I got a hose clamp. To, to hold it back together and stuck it, stick it on, and and I got it running again. And and what was the problem? And uh, I was gonna fly it at a fly-in. It was a one of the local clubs had a warbird meet, but uh, I wasn't able to stay long, and the weather was really kind of, eh. um, and so I didn't fly it. But the last time I did tinker with it, I got it running again. So that's a DLE thirty in that one. Uh, yes, DLE thirty. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I was I'm really excited. Yeah, usually it runs really good and just wouldn't wouldn't start at all. And so I poked around and because I thought it was the ignition module and I pulled the plug out and just connected it back to the plug uh, and saw that it was making a spark pretty good. Mm. So uh, I said, okay, something's got to be something else. And so I think I pulled off a few hoses, checked the tank, and everything seemed okay. And then... Uh, Catalytic converter, good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the... the Yes, Kelly Kerr, just fine. <laughs> so it'll fly again. I'll probably. I think there's one more. You know, it's funny. I don't know what the what these clubs in the area are thinking, but there's two events this weekend for model airplanes. There's Bomber Field is having something. I think for jets, and I think Space City is it is having something. Uh, Didn't Best in this air show used to conflict? No, I don't think so. No, no. Now, there was another electric event like in Austin that would conflict with best. Maybe that's what I'm Sometimes, thinking of. A couple of years. Because I would have gone to Austin to go to it, but it's like, you guys have it the same day. That's and correct. so somehow, somebody, two different clubs in the Houston area have RC events plus the air show. It's like, do you expect anybody to come? <laughs> but hey, that's that's not my decision. So, But anyways, I was going to say something else. Oh, there is uh, one more... I'm saving a valve. There's one more event. I think it's in, is it November, December, Lee, the Pearl Harbor? I also think it's at Space City or somewhere. The one that's. Uh, yeah, well, it's at Space City. Um, yeah. The Pearl Harbor Remembrance. Yeah, yeah. And so, for the life of me, I've, I have not seen a flyer for it. At least I don't I think I've seen one across my Facebook page, but I will check. Pretty sure it's not announced. Yeah. What was that, Tony? Seems kind of early still. Event. Well, it's. It's like either next month or December. I think it's in December, right? Well, anyways, you so I think, think the General Club is having one this weekend. Uh, so yeah, so I'll, I'll bring it up for that because it that was one of the planes that literally attacked Pearl Harbor. So, <laughs> well, let's not celebrate. That. Well, I'm not celebrating, but you know, as as a theme for the event, commemorate. Yeah, commemorate. Recognize. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I will see you Sunday morning, Fitz. I will have both my boys and I'll put them on cameras and such. I think Austin okay. I think Austin needs this break. He's, you know, hasn't he didn't get to go to best. Yeah, I haven't so seen much has, of him lately. 
his band is just taking over his life. So I begged him to come with us Sunday. Just said, please, I'll just drag yourself into the car, fall asleep in the back. I'll drive you <laughs> to, to Ellington and, you know, put some coffee in you. But he he said he's going to join us. And uh, I know Ryan had a blast. And of course, now that I see three B-25s, I'll, I'm pretty much, he's going to say, can I go now? See you later. I'll, I'll be back <laughs> He's going to disappear. <laughs> you your credit card? I'm pull about I'll a you from in the air. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I always, you know, try to go every year and it'll be good uh, content as well. Cause I love, I love that we are able to do those demos and maybe next year I'll get to, you know, get on the committee and push the Warbird stuff. But uh, I do want to switch gears and talk about what I'm doing tomorrow. This is a very last minute thing. And I say tomorrow it's already happened for you guys watching, listening, but there is a science Olympiad event in Austin, Texas. And I knew nothing of it. I'm not familiar with it. Kyle Jarris with our educational department for the AMA has been involved, um, but it's just never come across my radar. I don't think my kids have ever been a part of it. However, due to October being build month and all three of us have thankfully submitted tips for AMA build tips for this month, I reached out to David Lindley with the Free Flight Society and wanted to do a build tip on rubber bands. And I won't get started because that'll be another 30 minutes with me and Terry <laughs> going at it. And I may walk into this closet over there and grab the boxes of rubber bands I'm gonna I'm gonna test because that'll be fun, right, Terry? We'll we'll have that. So you're good. doing the thing? I did. <laughs> I was like, you you've challenged me and I'm gonna accept it. But the story was I just I was curious about rubber bands. You know, what can we do to make them last longer? And I was thinking, well, I remember my dad used to put rubber bands in a Ziploc and put some kind of oil in it. And we also did the same thing for our high start. And it just in, interested me. So I reached out and, you know, just called David on a, on a whim and just said, hey, I know you're free flight. Would you mind chatting with me? Holy smokes. We were probably talking for 45 minutes. He's like a long lost brother. We had a great conversation and we've just been keeping in touch. He did this video for me and then he said, hey, I'm going to be in Texas you know, I'm going to Austin. You want to catch up? But I said, absolutely. So he's in charge of the free flight event uh, for Science Olympiad. First off, have either of you attended or know what that's about? Wait, wait, there's a free flight event in Austin? It's part of the program. Uh, it's, and I'm, I know this is kind of extreme. Those of you involved in Science Olympiad, forgive me if I'm, you know, just really stretching here. But SAE Aero Design is a competition with, you know, aviation. But when you attend, you have three or four different categories you can enter. Like I remember when we all went, there was one for the smallest aircraft or one you could put in a can or something yeah. small. And then right. you had ones that would carry tennis balls and ones that different classes. So, okay, yeah. classes. So you had all these classes. Well, in Science Olympiad, it's kind of similar and there are way more categories that you can do. And there's bridge building and robots and stuff. But one of them is in fact, free flight. And David runs it. And I just, I have no idea what it is. And I called my boss and said, you know what? I would like to go as a spectator, as someone new to this and just generate content for AMA's channels. You know, put it on our TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, maybe do a live interview with some kids. And they went, go for it. And I'm all excited now because I like to work with our SIGs, you know, special interest groups for AMA. And maybe free flight doesn't get enough attention, but I, I would probably look at all, all three of you, <laughs> all three of us, <laughs> We somehow in our lives have been involved in free flight, whether it was a little Gillows model or like the jet codes that are up there on my shelf. We all started there, right? Um, yeah. I'm, but I've been involved, I've dabbled. Okay. But it's, it's basic physics. 
And I think that's cool that they have that as part of the program. So I will be out there, you know, I will share stuff. You guys can tune in to it. So when was this again? When is it or where is it? No, nope. uh, both. When and where? It's tomorrow. I'm leaving at oh, like 5 a.m. <laughs> to drive over to Austin. And it's near the stadium. It's their rec center. And it's several yes, there's hours. There's no home game tomorrow. There's no home game tomorrow. Yeah, they made sure of that. And then, uh, you know, I'll get to hang out with David and see what the kids are up to. And you know what? I will say we had so much fun at SAE Aero Design watching these kids build, watching these kids troubleshoot, you know, seeing their amazing builds and some of their incredible flops. You know, it was just it was good to see that advancement, I guess, and and see their their minds turning. So I'm sure I'll be there and I'll feel very stupid because I saw some of these videos of what these kids build. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was lucky if I could keep glue on a piece of paper, a popsicle stick, you know. So uh, I'll, I'll get back to you guys. I'll share some content and let you know, let you know. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. All right. Fun. And then driving back, getting quick sleep, and then heading out to Wings over Houston. Hey, game two is tomorrow as well, right? Uh, yeah. All right. I heard you had a show and tell. I do. I think I'll end on that unless, Terry, you have anything? Um, I could do a show and tell also, but I'd have to get up. Oh. So. All right. You guys I'll tell start. a funny joke. I'll be back in 20 seconds. <laughs> well, I'll start because this you sent this to me, so you already know what it is. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Fitz, show and tell for you <laughs> and our viewers. So you already knew that I bought an auction in Wisconsin and Terry picked up the items, correct? Yes. Okay. And one of them was a photo of something I sent you, which I've never had. And you thought, now that'd be kind of cool. Well, Terry surprised me for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> as he said, <laughs> as he said, he goes, I'm sending you things you bought yourself for your birthday <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so instead of waiting to get this when we head up to uh, wisconsin next year for air venture he went ahead and sent me my little uh, cox ufo it's a cox ufo yeah is it yes. ever been run looks brand new it's never been run look at that brand new and i didn't know this and i don't know if people can tell but this is styrofoam i didn't know that way I don't know. I've never, I've never had one, uh, but the little hovercraft we had was plastic. So I kind of just assume that, but anyway, the outer shell is styrofoam. The center mount is plastic. You know, it's a little Cox 049 in there. This is a piece, this cardboard is just, I don't know, like tacked on it's, it's pops up in some areas, but you know what? That's just nostalgia. That's just cool to hang around, you know, have on display and, you know, maybe I'll fly it once or twice, but I think it's just neat to, to show and tell. Yeah, that's kind of neat. So for those of you listening, you need to go watch the uh, picture on our channel. So that's what he sent me. But <laughs> for, again, I feel sorry for you guys. Not, <laughs> but then he sent me this. Uh, I can smell it from here. I already sniffed it. That was like the first thing I did. <laughs> I was like, all I want to do is smell this. Uh, guys, I'm holding in my hand an original tube, four ounces of Ambroid original liquid cement. And it is still orange. It is still flowing. And it's still, it, boy, I told Terry, I was like, I took a whiff and I went back to my childhood. Anybody here who's seen Ratatouille? <laughs> did you I see Ratatouille? off the floor. No, I'm not. You're not. <laughs> I was out for 15 minutes. Uh, did, did you guys see Ratatouille, the Disney movie? Oh, I don't think I, I ever have. I'm familiar did, with it, but I haven't Some seen time it. ago. Yeah, there, at the very end. You talk about the end scene? The very end scene. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. He the 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 mouse he makes him ratatouille the or the 
the critic just you know laughs at it. He takes a bite and he goes back to his childhood. And it's a great scene. I love it. I just it's one of my favorite scenes. And he just he has a moment in his childhood. And he comes back and he's just stunned. That was <laughs> me today, sniffing ambroid glue. I was like, I remember sitting in our our bedroom upstairs. My dad had this wooden door. He turned into a workbench. You know, glues and stuff all over it. And I'm sitting there sanding something and i mean our carpet was not carpet anymore it was literally a sand pile and <laughs> you know it's just this is what i lived on and i don't think kids today understand us you know i take this to, i'll take this to science olympiad and said what can you do with this <laughs> what is that <laughs> oh they probably wouldn't even be able to buy it i'm sure there's a restriction but anyway thanks for picking your shirt up. too <laughs> it blends in so so um, lee now you got to build something with it i am oh i've got i'm you are so on i have a jetco glider that i got from that new york auction oh okay yeah you know, and i yeah. definitely wanted to build it with the android so this is a perfect you know round you go know, full circle this is gonna be awesome <laughs> anyway just thank you for that and also this is epic look what else he gave me Oh, I have an original bar. Great Plains Easy Touch sanding bar. The big and we're not, we're not talking about the six inch. We're not talking about the 12 inch. This is 22 inches of all sanding yeah. goodness. You can reach out and sand somebody with that. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll tell you, this right here, it works perfect for my thunder and lightnings. Because when I do the yeah. fold over the leading edge, I usually put a piece of balsa. I, I glue a piece of balsa to it, and then I round it to the foam. And this is perfect. So yeah. this is a surprise. I wasn't expecting this, but thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. What's the street value on those things? Uh, well, this is five hundred dollars right here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this, I mean, how often do you see the twenty-two inch version? Not very often. I mean, Never. come on, that's long. I might have one. But I, I didn't bring photos, but I just—I mean, or 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 bags. But um, there is lots yeah. and lots and lots of shrink tubing. Uh, shrink tubing. I just decided I'd, I'd have more when Austin goes to college. I figured I'd give him a good collection to to have. You know, because I'll tell you, you know, when my dad passed away and I had a lot of his bins and his handwriting on it, you know, I got that collection. I'd like to think that someday he would have made me a bin, you know, hey, when you're, you know, leaving here, some things you can use for your soldering iron. So I already gave him my dad's soldering iron, a weller, an old weller. Mm. But so now I feel like that'll be good. I'll give him a huge hodgepodge of shrink tubing and, you know, someday I'll look back. And you're laughing, Terry, but I don't know why. Uh we probably made this joke before, but you said old Weller, and it made me think of the movie Old Yeller. <laughs> old Yeller. Yeah. Old Weller. Sorry. You're going to have yeah. to shoot that iron one day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I got some goodies that, as I already said, that Terry, I bought, and Terry just shipped it to me. But it was good. It was a funny, or in fact, it was great because it. I think it arrived when, no, it arrived and I called you right away. Yeah. And you. But the sanding bar was a genuine gift. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right, All right, so I think I'm done with my little show and tell. I'll uh, I'll get with Fitz when we put the. By the way, Fitz, I do want to get with you to um, finish the that will fly the UFO. Maybe fly the PT19, which is right there. Can y'all see it? I've, I've already assembled it. It's right there. So the PT19 is ready, and then uh, the little uh, B. I forget what I called that thing. The little control line B that I have. So we'll have to have a, a control line day, Fitz. Yeah, yeah, because I got a couple things too I need to try to fly. So we need to do that. Speaking it's of Terry time. Hold on. I got to get my directions correct here. I can't even. Ah, uh, this. Can oh, you see that? It's another. Is it another PT19? Same one. Oh. Just, you know, I've never broadcast from down here before. So. Oh. All right. So my show and tell. Yes. Speaking yes. of free flight. Sweet. Wait, well, the, Fitz had a free flight accidentally. 
<laughs> when your motor fell off. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, I need to get with you about that fit. So, yeah, we'll talk later. Okay. So this is my W29 that is, the, I told the story from Neat two years ago where my transmitter battery died and this thing flew around for two minutes, yada, yada, yada. But the neat thing about this design is when Thayer designed it, he created some details that are laser cut EPO foam. And EPO is that spongy stuff that you get at the craft store. So what I had at the time was a little radiator surround and fake cylinder heads. But it's an open cockpit airplane, and I didn't have pilot figures or any of the guns. But just recently, Thayer sent me those parts. He made an extra set of pilots and guns for me. So I finally got them installed on here. I'll see if I can get close for you. So now I've got Germans with pointy helmets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Upside down we, rudders. We yeah. will ask the questions. <laughs> there so there's uh, the gun in the back, and then there's some forward firing guns up here. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it kind of pulls the airplane together, I think. Yeah. Now, one thing, if this doesn't shock you, I had installed a camera mount on here. So my front pilot, I had to modify a little bit, make him three-dimensional so that he fits over the camera mount. He's got a quarter 20 up his... Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, and also um, we have exhaust stacks for the engine now. All right. So, so I all... do... Go ahead. I do have one little request. Show me the nose again. All right. Can you... I don't know what it would look like, but can you make that APC stock looking? Like a color? Yeah. Well, was it, do they have, do they have square tips? I don't know. I'd have to look and see. That might be. Maybe just paint it. We're asking something. what else could you do? I said, that's really the one last thing. I mean, it clearly just says it screams slow flyer APC prop. If it was orange, we got the DWS. I mean, these pilots <laughs> are black foam profile. So very simple, but they, they do have a nice effect and pull it together. So yeah, I'm happy with it. I need to fly it some more. It's neat. Yeah, especially yeah. since you got your own, you know, built-in water. My pod. own Freya in the backyard. Your own Freya in the backyard, yeah. Yeah. Have you flown off to a little pond yet? Anything? Yeah, with this airplane. With that, okay. Didn't you but post it, the video to face, uh, Facebook? I did, but I didn't want to embarrass Fitz. So I didn't bring that up. Oh, <laughs> embarrass me. Because of your... That I have posted video answering the question you asked. Oh, I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I didn't see it. I know. That's okay. How, how's the, how does it feel for room? Do you feel like you have enough room to fly around, or is it really constrained? Uh, no, it's okay for this airplane because it's nice and slow and maneuverable. Um, I think we talked about this before. I probably wouldn't go much bigger or much faster than this, just so I don't make anybody feel uncomfortable. Although the neighbors I've talked to so far think it's neat and they support it. Okay. But you know, I'm not going to put some nitro plane out there or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. or my Hawk Sky, the the whatever that kite thing is, I bought wants me to fly off of uh, floats. Thayer says it's pretty noisy. It's got a a, a pusher prop. It's uh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You're not going to do a spruce goose with 049s? <laughs> <laughs> no, but a spruce goose would be cool. An electric one. Yeah. So that was my show and tell. And do we have more things to talk about? I know we're trying to keep it short for Lee. I'm sorry. No pun intended. No joke intended. Oh, too late. Yeah, 
Oh, oh, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending a drone delivery to your house. It might be smelling funny and on fire. <laughs> I wonder if you could buy that. <laughs> you can buy cupcakes. You could buy paper bags that are on fire. <laughs> Probably could. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's like the most expensive way to like do insults at each other. <laughs> you know, <it's> like... <laughs> Instead of singing telegrams, like flaming drone deliveries. There you go. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's not get to that. I do not want to talk about drone deliveries. Anyway, thanks guys for watching one of our first and hopefully uh, many uh, shows that we'll record in on video and for podcasts. <laughs> bifurcated we've podcast. already done I, I take that back we've done this all the time but now we're we're going to start doing more video shows because we are of course laughing at each other and we're able to do some little bit more show and tells and <laughs> let us know what you think put them in the comments for our youtube channel again please like and subscribe and keep in touch with us let us know what you like let us know what you'd like us to talk about uh, obviously if we knew what we were talking about we could do more stuff on the ix radio so maybe we'll do some digging maybe assign that to fitz I just want to see his face. <laughs> you got to see his expression. You what? what? No, let's find some comparisons and get more information. Yeah. yeah. And for all you current IX something owners, let us know if you use the Android stuff. Uh, yeah. Send us a note to, what is it? Info at rcroundtable.com. Contact. 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 Sorry. Contact at rcroundtable.com. Or leave us a note on our Facebook page or whatever. So. And while you're on YouTube, don't forget to go check out Fitz's Hobby View channel. Uh, yeah. Well, thank You're you. welcome. Plug. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I think we'll wrap things up. Terry, you got something? Looks like you. I, well, I was going to ask you. I know you have projects. Lee, you have to go. I know. But next time, at least, let's make sure we talk about the stuff on your workbench because you, you got stuff. Oh, me? Yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess next time uh, you can see how I rearranged my workbench. I did. Uh, All right. Uh, I did a thorough uh, rearranging of the workshop uh, last weekend. Uh, it took me all day to do it, uh, but I got it's actually really a much better setup now. I really like it. So yeah, I can give you a little I, I will add. I'm building a new workbench, so we'll have a workbench Ooh, episode. Yeah, workbench. Huh. On this old, on this old shop. Next episode of this old shop, we have a new workbench. This old RC roundtable. All right. This old RC roundtable. Yeah. Where's my benches? <laughs> we got to drop our ass so we talk like this. <laughs> A walk bench. All right. <laughs> you know, on that note, hey, this has been fun. Uh, I kind of like looking at you, you mugs, on, on instead of uh, faces. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we'll wrap things up. Guys, got any last things to say before we bug out? Tune in. We'll do another episode soon. Okay. Stick with us for next time, and we'll see you later. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening. <laughs>